Welcome to Paranormal Heart, a place where people can talk about their paranormal experiences. With your host, Cat Ward. Welcome to Paranormal Heart Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Folks, I'm so excited. Halloween's just around the corner. What a great way to start spooky season than with my guest for episode 107. He's a longtime friend and returning guest, Paul Eisen. Paul started out with a show I used to listen to called Black Swamp Digital Radio. That's where I started my narrating. Paul, a.k.a. Arizona Tramp, chose me to be his weird news girl. I was terrified, but I did it for a while and loved it. And he also had me co-host with him a few times way before I started my show. Again, I was terrified, but he worked hard on getting me out of my shell. So thank you so much, Paul. I really appreciate you. He's also been busy working on novels. You can find his books, Immortals Among Us, Life as a Human, and Tales from the Black Swamp, a paranormal soup of the supernatural and macabre. You can find them on Amazon. In this episode, Paul talks about some paranormal encounters he's had. We reminisce about the days of Black Swamp Radio, and we also talk about his books and what he's currently working on. Before we get to the show, here's a true listener-submitted story submitted by M.J. Horncastle. This happened when I was 16, back in 1983. I was having a lot of anxiety issues at the time, but no one knew because I never talked about it. It's why the bad spirits attached themselves to me. I remember going to bed one night, and as I was just about to fall asleep, I heard voices whispering in my ear. I couldn't make out what they were saying, but it was as if they were crouched down beside my bed and inches away from my face. I felt frozen in place as the voices got louder, and the sound was like nails on a chalkboard. I was terrified. I didn't want to open my eyes because I was scared of what I might see. I finally was able to get the blankets over my head, and the voices went away. But they came back. Almost every night. I can't remember how long it went on for. A month or two. But they didn't just disturb my sleep. I felt them behind me as I stood at the sink washing dishes, and I kept looking back expecting to see a ghost or something fly at me. I only felt comfortable if my back was against a wall. Then one day... My mom had a group of friends in, and she had invited a psychic over to do readings for everyone. I wasn't expecting to have one done. However, she took one look at me and asked me to sit down. The first words out of her mouth were, You have some bad entities around you. They have connected to your low energy and won't let go. You need to tell them that they are no longer wanted, and you can't be scared of them anymore. They are feeding off your fear. I wasn't going crazy like I thought. I felt such relief, like I could breathe again. So, the next time I heard the voices near my head as I was trying to fall asleep, I told them, You need to leave me alone. Get away from me. It seems to me that it didn't take long for them to go once I was able to get in a better headspace and no longer be in fear of them. Not sure how many there were, but I always felt like there were around three or four. That's my story. Well, 
one of them. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, or if you'd like me to narrate your paranormal encounter, just drop me an email at paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the show, please like, share, subscribe, and leave a comment. You can find the show on the second and last Sunday of each month at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find me on YouTube, Podbean, KPNL Digital Network on Thursday nights, and any place you find fine podcasts. Now, on with the show. Hello, Arizona Tramp. Welcome back to Paranormal Heart. Good evening. <laughs> blah, blah. Blah, blah. <laughs> well, it is October. It is. Spooky yeah. season. Have you been? Oh, well, I'm alive. I'm here. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been, you know, doing stuff, writing, write, you know, writing novels, writing my bike, motorcycle, yeah. you know, that kind of thing, you know, taking care of the, the house stuff. Still with the house stuff. Still with the house stuff. Can't avoid it. Nope. I remember when you were putting a kitchen floor in. Oh, kitchen floor. Years ago. Oh, we got a brand new kitchen over there now. Holy. The old studio for Black Swamp Radio no longer exists. There is a refrigerator in the spot where my computer used to be. No way. Yeah. Wow. You've it's, really has changed. Has it been that long? It has been. Yeah, that room is gone, and it's a kitchen. we got a great big kitchen in there now. Nice. And, um, boy, the um, paranormal activity in the house really amped up while we were redoing the, the kitchen, building the kitchen in there. You probably expected it, though. fun. And uh, I did expect it, but what I didn't expect was that my friend who lived across the street and down – because we got that pond that I used to tell you about across the street. Yeah. And the house that owned, uh, the guy that owned the pond, uh, uh, the pond and the house across the street. Um, uh, one of, we were decent friends. And one, of the, one day he died. Oh. I didn't know that he died. And I had walked over there to show him a project. This is where my house is being redone. And I walked over there to show him a project. He was making the same kind of project. It was a motorcycle tank. With a light in it that my buddy has now, and every time he turns his air compressor on, the light comes on to remind him the air compressor's on. That's what he uses it for. I walked over there, and the grass is like, you know, it wasn't normal. The grass was this tall. The house was unkept. And I'm going, what the hell? And I get a tap on my shoulder. And he said, I'm dead. No way. Because we used to talk about paranormal shit all the time. Yeah. And he wanted to see if I was what I was. So he tapped me on the shoulder. He said, I'm dead. And I said, well, son of a bitch. About four hours later, I get confirmation that the guy is dead from somebody else that lives in town. And then he came over here. And he was running through the uh the floor, un, it's just plywood at the time. And he's running across the floor. And it seemed like there was other people running across the floor and the dogs would get all spooked. And I said, okay, I recognize you. I, Yeah, I know who you are. 
If you want to stick around, fine. If not, then go about your business. And it's the last I ever heard of him. Wow. So now it's just the same old creatures, I guess, or people here. You know, I live in a haunted house. Yeah. For those people out there that don't know, I live in a haunted house. And the woman that owned the house before us, uh, she has passed now. And her husband, she's been married twice. They both passed. And they were here and they were waiting on her. And then she passed. And it seemed like they disappeared. But it also feels like they're back from time to time. Hmm. Um, the ghost kitty I used to tell you about. Yep. It's around from time to time. And there's, uh, there was an incident and I wrote about a short story about this kid before a long time ago, 20, 25 years ago. The kid, we've got, you hear the train. <laughs> the paranormal train. <laughs> the paranormal train. That's what Kat started. She started that one. Yeah. We've got tracks over here and uh, that run all the way back. You hear it. But we've got uh, the road here, and it's like a triangle. Okay. Right? Uh, there's a road here and a road here. Well, at the time, there was just signals over here, and there wasn't any signals here. And for whatever reason, this uh late teenager he's probably 18 years old decided he was going to run down race down the road to try to beat the train while he get right here to the corner and he turned and he went this way to try to beat the train because it's coming from this direction mm -hmm. he got hit oh he didn't make it and he got Damn. Hit. there weren't there wasn't any um crossing signals yet gates there was no gates yet so he went and then he hit the train hit him he's still there and for some reason he thinks that i can get people to understand that he's still here and he comes here and bothers me from time to time i wrote about this that it's a short story um, <clears throat> but that's basically the paranormal uh stuff going on here i don't ghost hunt anymore i don't hang around with the ghost hunting people anymore um, Willow still tries to get me to go ghost hunting and I, I just don't, it's not of interest to me. How old is Willow now? 14. Wow. She's Remember 14. When she was wee. What happened? <laughs> Can you believe it? She's 14. Good and she's all teenage attitude. Probably you takes know. that after you. <laughs> yeah, I might've helped a little bit. <laughs> Wow, can't believe that. So does she want to get into investigating too? She wants to, but she's 14. Well, yeah, exactly. Too I'm not young. Gonna take a 14-year-old into I'm just not going to do it. I mean, it's that's she sees all this crap on TikTok and YouTube and they all make it look like it's fun and I'm not going to get into anything i'm not going to bash anybody i'm not going to do this that and the other thing other than say that 99 percent of it's all bullshit you know um so she needs to stay away from it for a while yeah and she needs to learn how to protect herself exactly yeah 
Yeah, for the longest oh. time, my, my daughter wanted to come with us on investigation. I'm like, you're too young. And she goes, well, I, I really want to go. And I'm like, no, you don't have your shields up yet. To, you don't know how to protect yourself. You're not going. And now oh, that, yeah. Yep. She'll listen to her best friend's mom talk about spiritualist stuff all the time. But she won't learn from me. <laughs> of course. So, you know, I mean, because, you know, spiritualists do things altogether different. You know, so when it comes to ghost hunting. There's dangers. One of these times, you know, you bring something home with you and you don't know how to get rid of it. And, you know. And sometimes. It can be a nightmare. It can. And sometimes you bring something home and you don't even know. There was something in this room that I'm talking to you in. There was something here. Um, after uh, I got out of the hospital. And um, for a couple months, there was something, it smelled like something died and was rotting here. And finally, I got it to go. I have no idea what it was. Hmm. At one point, I thought a squirrel had crawled up you know, into the attic and, yep. and, and died. But this was way worse. It was putrid. Maybe something followed you from the hospital? I don't know. I was pretty fucked up when I came out of the hospital, man. Hmm. I had a triple bypass and I was on, I, I had the hallucinations that I was having towards the end of being released hmm. were absolutely insane. You know, so... You know, when you're in that kind of condition, what are you, what are you going to do? You know, um, what are you going to do? Yep. Wow. Well, I'm glad you're, you're okay now. And that was about a year ago, right? That was about a year ago. Yep. You're still yep. kicking. And I'm still kicking. And uh, I don't recommend it for anybody else. I'm not telling anybody else what to do or what not to do. But I'm not on any medication. The doctor uh, basically got pissed off and told me, oh, I'd go ahead and go home two days ago because hmm. I refused to take medication. And I could, I could go into reason why, but I'm not going to even bother to do that because I don't want to influence anybody in any direction. Gotcha. Yep. A lot of times the medications that they want to prescribe cause side effects and then you have to they take do. and you have to take and then you have to take medication for those side effects which causes side effects and then like it's a vicious circle. Well, think about your liver. Your liver and it's trying to process all this different medication. Mhm. Mm okay. At some point your liver is going to go <laughs> because it can't handle the medication and then you've got a whole new can of worms you got to deal with. Yeah. You know, so. <clears throat> well, you look good. Well, I always look good. <laughs> You're still the crotchety old self. <laughs> yes, I am. Always will be. Good. Don't change. <laughs> I can't help it. Good. You tell it like it is. I like that. Yeah, well, you know. So for the listeners who might not know, how did the paranormal start for you? Was it something for from me? a child? Yeah. Was it like something from your childhood? Or is it just an interest oh, that you had? Which story do you want me to tell you about? <laughs> Pick one. 
Pick one. What's your I earliest mean, paranormal in, uh, encounter that you remember having? Oh, well, that would have been when I was a teenager. But I, I, I don't even remember half of that. So Okay, well, you know, um, mention something else. How, um, the Collingwood Arts Center. We'll, 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 we'll go with the Collingwood Arts Center. Yeah, I'm, I'm, my friend, the Collingwood Arts Center is uh, something that was built at the beginning of the 1900s. And it became it became owned by uh, what's the word? Well, Catholics bought it. Okay. And the nuns stayed in it. What do you call it? Uh, what would you call that? Convent or uh, convent. Okay. It became like a convent, and the nuns were there, and the priest was there on you know doing his business there a lot of this. A lot of the times. Well, um, lo and behold, the human trafficking went back through there. The kids who became orphans because of uh, their their parents being killed, or one was already dead, and uh, and the father ended up going to war and uh, for World War One. And one, so one way or another, reason or another, these kids became orphaned and uh, the children's home had not been built yet. So they had all these kids and didn't know what to do with them. The kids ended up staying with the nuns in the Collingwood Arts Center. There is no record of this. But if you talk to some people who are old enough to remember, they will tell you about it. And... Um, I was walking, I was like 25 or something, and I'm walking, I got my boom box, I left my friend's house who lives, you know, over by there, and I'm walking down the street, and I look up, and there's two children that are up on a roof of the front building of the Collingwood Arts Center, and uh, they were talking to me, and uh, I talked to them. And told them that I was going to tell the nuns if they didn't get back into the in, in the windows because it was like almost three stories up. If they fell, they were going to die. So, you know, I, they said, oh, I'll do what you want. And I walked up to the door and I knocked on the door and a nun came out and I told the nun. And the nun told me there hadn't been any kids there for years. Wow. Now here, here's the clincher. Okay, uh, after this event happened, I walked back over to my friend's house and he said there hadn't been any nuns living in that place for 10 years. Oh, wow. So, so the, kids were full, the kids were full apparition. Mm-hmm. The nun was a full apparition. Wow. So that, that, that starts you off on that kind of thing. And then there was the... Uh, uh, Incident at um, the Secor Hotel. It's in downtown Toledo. And uh, I walked, I was homeless at the time because my daughter had died. My other one was taken. Um, and so I was homeless. And I'm not going to go through a bunch of shit. I was homeless. And it was wintertime and I was cold. And Ohio Bell had their store inside the Secor at the time. It was uh, in the early 80s. And I walked in 
to get warm. And there's the little girl sitting on the steps and she's talking to me. And then the security guard comes around and asks me what I'm doing. And I said, I'm talking to this little girl and she's not there. She's gone. Now, I, you know, me and you can talk later about that incident. Uh, it, I, I don't remember if you read that story or not. Yep. You read that. Yep. Then you know there's a lot more to the story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot more. If you want to know what that's, that book will be out next month, it's called Twisted Life. The time Slips, Reality Shifts, and Aliens. That book will be out next month, uh, or supposed to be, at least in ebook format. And you can find out who that little girl is. Okay, because uh, I'm not going to go into it here because. Well, people have to read the book. <laughs> you got to read the book. Yeah. 95% of everything in that book is real. Yep. So, so what made you decide to write books? I had just quit working for Conrail. And I was hanging out with the Rocky Horror Group. And um, I was in the occult and all that. And I decided to write a book. So I started writing it. And I took uh, the characters come from people that I hung out with, you know, from Rocky Horror and... um, it just grew into something that uh, ended up taking me 20 years to, to, to write because of life and, and because of working and moving to Sedona and, and moving back here and up in Minnesota and all the other places that I was. It just took a long time to write the thing. But um, I've always been into... Uh, Mythology. Uh, I've got uh, degrees in religion and Sumerian. I didn't uh, know religion that. And the, I've got, yeah, um, PhD in the occult. And well, PhD in religion, uh, majoring in the occult and Sumerian and other um, mythologies and things like that. I've, I, I know I told you about that. Well, remember before we started recording, I told you how bad my memory is lately, so you might (laughs) have. Well, it's also been, oh, it's been three years or something since I've even talked with you. I think so. Because the last time we were going to get together and have a podcast, things ended up not working. Yep. And then I uh, couldn't do it after that because I had drama going on in the house. (laughs) that's that's all i'm gonna say about that yeah okay fair enough well you you're an interesting guy because you you you've had all these paranormal experiences uh you were investigator with uh what was it toledo uh, what was it called i was not an investigator you weren't there i was there with them uh at collingwood art center in uh the when we went up uh in the attic that one time, I was, uh, uh, yeah, um, two old ghost hunters was with me, or I was with them when, when we were up there, and I had uh, two old ghost hunters and uh, Haunted Toledo and all that on my show several times. 
you know, but I'm not an investigator. Oh, I thought you were. Okay. No, I've never been an investigator. I've done my own investigations. Yeah. But I'm not a paranormal investigator. Okay. Yeah, and then you had a radio show, Black Swamp Digital Radio. Black that was Swamp awesome. Digital Radio. Yeah. Loved that show. Met Swamp met a lot of ass. Yep. Met a lot of great people there. And we were mentioning earlier before we recorded that uh because I've narrated, I'm narrating some books now, it's because of you that I got my start with narration pretty much because I used to do the uh, weird news for your the show. Weird news. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted her to do stupid news, but she's doing weird news instead, <laughs> you know, um, which was all fine and good. I mean, she did a good job at that. Thank you. And I was so nervous. She, she co-hosted for with me a couple of times, I think. And uh, she decided she wanted to do her own podcast. And I was on my way out of radio at the time. Yep. And she wanted to do that, which was just fine with me. I wished her the best of luck. You know, because I got, I got sick of the drama. And that's all I'm really going to get into about paranormal radio and paranormal podcasts and the drama inside the fields and yeah. inside the, the the between radio station owners and, and and I got sick of it and I wasn't going to deal with it anymore and I really don't miss it really I don't you know well um, we miss you <laughs> you had a good show well that that was well and good for the three or four fans I still have <laughs> I'm sure there's more than that. Come on. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, so then you had the Black Swamp Digital Radio and then uh, getting into books. This is amazing. Well, I needed something to do. I mean, I don't play music anymore because my arthritis in my hands. Oh. So I stopped playing yeah. music and I needed something to do. Um Especially in the wintertime, because I don't have all the stuff out in the yard to do, or I can't go on a bike ride, you know, and take the motorcycle down to do the back of the dragon or anything like I've done. So, you know, mm -hmm. riding is you do a couple thousand words a day, and then you can say you did something other than clean house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Housework can be dangerous can. too. What I what, know. What yeah. do you call a house full of spiders? Oh God! No fly zone. <laughs> Put them bump. <laughs> I had to throw that stupid joke in there. <laughs> oh jeepers! <laughs> so why don't you tell us some? Uh, about a little bit about your books, like the first one. Okay, well, the first one, Immortals Among Us, Life is a Human, is all about immortals who are pretending to be mortal, pretending to be witches so they can hide their magic, um, and walking amongst humans without getting noticed. They have the same kind of drama in their lives as humans have in their lives. And... I can't really say a whole lot about the book without giving spoilers. Oh, exactly, and, yeah. Um, you know, there's uh, abduction in the book. 
uh, where one of the character's girlfriends gets abducted. And there's a mortal who ends up becoming immortal because of a situation that arises in, uh, in, uh, in life. And basically, there was no other choice in the matter than because in this, she ended up in this situation where they couldn't do anything but welcome her in. You know, and uh, then there's Twisted Life, which is the time travel book. And I'm working on a book of short stories, short, scary stories. And um, I'm working on another time travel book. And I'm looking, working on the second book, Two Immortals Among Us, which is Immortal, Immortal Apocalypse. So it's the, the immortals uh, I view of what takes place during the apocalypse and how the immortal, immortals deal with the situations that are taking place. And uh, so there's lies and deceit. And uh, I threw the lizard species in there. You know, yeah, so lizard the lizard species, <laughs> that, you know, the conspiracy of them being in the government and them being in the military and all the whole nine yards. And there's UFOs in there and that's about as far as I'm only 25,000 words into that book right now, but um, it's, it's action packed. You won't be bored reading it. I, I, I try nice. to make all my books. So you're not bored reading them. There's always something going on. Uh, do you plan on having like um, the immortal series? Like, do you, do, do you plan the on immortal having a lot series? More books? There's only going to be two books to that series. Unless a friend of mine okay. who got me a, who got me my publisher. Now she read the book and um, she says she wanted, after she's done it, um, she writes zombie books, zombie novels and in, in horror novels and things like that. She said she was considering taking up Machinary, which is fantasy sci-fi and uh, writing about immortals the same way. And, Maybe the two of you could uh, and, and, oh, work together forgot, on the book. I don't know. But I forgot you asked me what influenced me about that book. Roger Zainsley. I believe that's how you I, I, I would have to maybe send you the the last name. He's got a really weird last name. He did uh um he he did several novels, but he had uh, a series, the Amber series. Uh, and that was all about the same thing, basically. The immortals that walk the face of the earth, and they live in another world, too. So that's where I, I got the idea to to go with that. You know, he wrote that, but he wrote that in the 70s. You know, uh, the Chronicles of Amber, there's 12 books in that series. And, and the, the thing about uh, have to look that, that author is that he hung out with one of the same covens I did. Uh, or, you know, I was affiliated with, which, which my Reiki master was part of, too. And I didn't find this out until after the high priestess died. Uh, coven, coven down in Louisiana, coven of the licorice unicorn. And uh, so he... He wrote all about that coven 
And, uh, but I, I, I didn't know anything about this until after I read the books and said something to them. They said, oh, yeah, well, you know, we're kind of famous because of this. I'm going to have to really look into those books because uh, it's given you the inspiration to write yours. So, any similarities? Mm, other than the use of the way they use some of the magic in the books? No. There's, there's no similarities. I, okay. There's no way I want to be compared or, you know, somebody's not going to say, oh, you stole his work. It's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. And you want to be known for for you for standing on your own legs. For yeah. me. Yeah. If my stuff sucks, it's because I made it suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got great stories. I've always liked, because uh, liked, I, I had read um, a couple of years ago, I was editing a little bit while I was back in college and loved the stories. It was, you're, you're a good storyteller. Well, that's with plenty of editing involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man, uh, <clears throat> yeah. I'm curious, though. I would like to hear some of your work, uh, your your audio work. Oh, okay. If you've got a clip you want to send, yeah, I might be able to send you the book. There's a. I had to tell my parents and my in-laws do not get the book, and they're like, "Why?" I'm like, "Because there's lots of sex scenes in there, and I don't feel comfortable you guys listening to me narrating well, that." Don't, <laughs> don't send me the book because I tell I tell you, don't send me the book because I've got Angel sent me part of the book that he's working on because he wants me to look at it. Yeah, and another author friend of mine sent me part of her book that she's working on, wants me to read it. And I've got my stuff, and then I've got all this other stuff going on. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be a fucking year and a half before I get to hear it. <laughs> Maybe I'll send you a chapter. So, so send me send me a, yeah, send me a, a clip, you know, a couple yeah. pages or something. A chapter it, or each chapter is about 20 to 30 minutes. Okay. So, so I can, if you want to. Each of my short stories are from five to ten minutes. Okay. So, or something like that. I don't think there's anything longer than 15 at the moment. And the short stories will be coming after what you're working on now? Uh, yeah, because I'm still working on them. I mean, uh, I've got like 20 short stories, which equals to, a, a, what, a pamphlet? Okay. You, know, you want the book to be a book. You know, so yeah. you you want it to be. I that seemed my publisher said forty thousand words. You know. Okay. So, can you tell us a little bit about what the short stories oh, those, are without giving away too much well, information? This would be a perfect month <laughs> to introduce that. So, they're they're all scary, spooky, uh, thriller type of stories. You know, the paranormal, that kind of thing. And where did you get your inspiration for that? Look, we're actual, actual events? events for one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, sometimes you're just sitting there and you have a story pull out of your butt, you know, so. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, I could write about this. And then it morphs into something that you didn't even realize is what you were going to write about. I've toyed with the idea of uh, writing a book for the past few years, but 
I, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I haven't found the inspiration yet. Well, when you start writing, then you keep at it. Um, some days it's going to be like pulling teeth. And some mm -hmm. days it's just going to flow and flow and flow and flow. So it's just like anything else. A thousand words a day. That's what you dedicate yourself. A thousand words a day is two pages. Basically, mm -hmm. it's two pages. And so anybody can write two pages. Because uh, uh, 500 words isn't enough to... doesn't hold enough juice. So go for a thousand okay. words. Gotcha. And if you write... 2,000 or three or 4,000 words that day, then you do. But you go with 1,000 words. I'm not going to write any less than 1,000 words. And you just, you do it every day. And then uh, if you need to take a break for a couple of days and you take your weekend or whatever days that mm -hmm. you decide that you're going to set aside to do something else, because sometimes you got to free your mind up from all that. And, but, you know, um, once you get into a story, you're, you're, you go to, you go to sleepless, you know, thinking about the damn thing and you wake up, you're thinking about it. Do you have pad and paper, uh, next to your bed? So if you wake up in the middle of the night with an idea, you write something no, down or I just go and stick it on a computer, walk into the old studio where, where the old studio used yeah. to be. <laughs> yeah. Get on the laptop. <laughs> So you have a laptop now, because I remember you had so many issues with the computers that oh, you had. Oh, I did. I think that, that that was one of the reasons why you'd stop the show, too, because you had so many issues with the computer. Yeah. The, well, that computer is still sitting right here by the uh, leg, table leg. <laughs> so it's no. still kicking. <laughs> but it's still sitting oh. there. <laughs> There's stuff on it I don't want to get rid of, you know, so you know, okay. it's still sitting there, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah because i remember how frustrated you were oh <laughs> yeah i'd be cussing my ass off yep i totally relate i remember i'm on my second laptop since i started the show and because uh, my other one it just it, it died on me i brought it into the shop to see what they could do and they said the processor died and it was going to cost like four hundred dollars to replace and it's just and then plus the um the installment fee and i thought Screw that! I'm just going to buy a new one. So, our mutual friend Brian Anderson, I I kept asking him, you know, help me out. I need because I was doing the narrate, the, the narrate, narrating the book too. So I needed to have a reliable laptop, something with a, a good processor. So he helped me out with uh, choosing yeah, I one. I haven't talked to him in years. He's still kicking. No. Nah. Still traveling, work, still <laughs> narrating. Doing. He does a yeah. lot of narrating. Well, if he's yeah. make, if he can make a living at it, then that's fine. Uh, my publisher makes a living at a, out of writing. You know, um, mm. she said she's not rich, but she's making a living at writing. And it's like, well, if you can nice. make a living out, out of something that you enjoy, then so be it. Do it. I just wish I could make a living out of my podcast. <laughs> I don't make any money. <laughs> it's a labor of love. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about making any money on your podcast. Focus on your nah. your audio for now. Yeah. That will give you the opportunity and open the doors for you to do the rest of the stuff you want to do. At least I'm, 
in my opinion. Whatever it took. Yeah. There's very few people that I know who are podcasters that actually make a living out of it. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know how the... Well, they're not paranormal podcasters. I know that. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I guess the, the money's in true crime podcasting or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the big thing now. A lot of people like the true crime podcasting. It's like, and that's what Willow listens to. Every that's what my daughter listens to. Every morning. I wake up, you know, my alarm. I'm, I got like Pink Floyd on my for for to to wake up. And as soon as I shut that off, and she opens the door to her room, there's this woman podcaster going blah 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 every fucking morning. <laughs> it's like, Arr. when my daughter's watching TV, my husband walks in and he'll say, "Is it paranormal or murder?" Or no, he says, "Is it ghost or murders?" <laughs> Because she likes the paranormal stuff and she likes, like, um, just true crime, you know. Uh, she, she just loves those shows. Yeah. I don't know if uh, sometimes people listen to that stuff and you got to watch it because they're just trying to figure out how to hide the bodies. yep that's what i we jokingly say that to our daughter like are you trying to get some tips here (laughs) should we be worried (laughs) yeah yeah uh because these shows these shows pretty much teach you how many apple seeds you need to be able to uh, uh, make arsenic from, you know? And it's just like, you know, specific amounts. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I want I you watching I said, I have a wood chipper. I do. I got a wood, wood chipper back there. But she's not strong enough to start it. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us the weirdest paranormal encounter you've had? Whether it's ghosts or aliens or whatever. What's the strangest thing you've ever encountered hmm. I have no clue what this they're all kind of messed up man or something that stands out in your mind the most something that stands out in my mind the most well I don't know I really don't other than the fact that lately you know um, you, you hear all this stuff about shit realities and you hear all this mm-hmm. stuff about how the vibrations are being raised and all this kind of new age crap that I don't buy into um, but at the same time I've been seeing a lot of stuff out of the corners of my eyes or I will see someone from a different time period around here that uh, you know shouldn't be here or where I'm at I can look directly in when she has the the door open and the light on the neighbor she's probably 50 yards away but she'll open her door because it's warm enough to do that and leave it open to let her dog out and the light will be on and her husband is closer uh, is close to death and there is someone standing in her um far away there looking at him every single night i see him i've told i've wow. told her about that i see him every single night but if you walk over there and look to see what it is it's just a wall 
but you see you see the head and you see the hair and you see the white gown from where I'm where I am or I can be standing outside the window here on the other side of the wall mm. and I and I can look that way but I I can see every single night I see and it knows that I see and it doesn't care and it's waiting for my neighbor's husband to his stubborn ass to finally go bye-bye what does she say to that when you tell her um she doesn't doubt me you know she doesn't doubt me but and they've never seen it or sensed it or no, admitted she's it? not seen it she's seen some pretty weird stuff she's turned me on to stuff she's the one that told me about the 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 kid at the tracks she told me about the kid at the tracks she told me Oh, there's a st another story I wrote about where my friend died um, across the street. I told you about before he had the property. Uh, the guy killed his uh, kids and his wife and then cut his head off with a chainsaw in the front yard. Oh. How do you cut your head off with a chainsaw? Completely off. Not just, you know, the chainsaw yeah. dying right there because he's... No, cut it com completely off. But he killed his uh, his he killed his wife, and he killed his kids inside the house. And then Damn. he cut his chain. They used to have uh, all kinds of different bones all over the yard. You know, he, the guy also killed his dog because he wanted the skull. Holy cow! You know? So yeah, there's all kinds of weird, strange, gory crap that's happened around here. Any idea why? Have you ever looked it's into swamp. it? It's the Black Swamp. This, where I'm at right here, was swamp. I am sitting in what used to be swamp. Hmm. You know, until I drained it. So uh, there's all kinds of dark magic. Any idea why the swamp is, is um, I don't want to say creating, but causing all of uh, this? Because it wants to take itself back, from what I can understand. Now, the swamp was here for a reason, and the white man decided to drain it. You know, um, I don't know. I do. I just know that swamps hold energies that you can't find anywhere else. Um, if you take the main road, which is that way, probably, well, it's only one block, but it's a country block, so it's more like 10 blocks that way. Yeah. And you take the, the, the main road. <laughs> And you go down four miles uh, to where the old Woodville Mall used to be. Uh, before then, and it's, it's documented by uh, several different people, uh, and the Smithsonian came out and took the bones. But there was mounds with Bigfoot. There was Bigfoot mounds there, and the Smithsonian came out and took the skeletons. And then said, yeah. The Bigfoot, yeah. Bigfoot skeletons? Wow. Are they on no, display? They're not I on, don't no, imagine. No, no I didn't think display. so, no. Mm -mm. But they came out mm. and took it. Because there was people from the university that were out there first. And they called mm -hmm. uh, the government people, Smithsonian people. And Smithsonian came out and never heard anything about it again. So there's wow. all kinds of crap that goes on around here. Wow. Paranormal training. Yeah. 
<laughs> you had a catchphrase after I, I mentioned the paranormal train. I can't remember what it was. Do you? No, I don't remember. Yeah, me neither. I have to see if we still have those photos. Sorry, folks. I've got to wait till the train yeah, goes by. I'm sorry about the train horn, but that was part That's of okay. my show. Between that and the crickets, yep. that was part of my <laughs> show. And one of the reasons that people listened to it was because that fucking train would always interrupt. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, every time I hear that, even now, if, if I'm driving someplace and I hear a train, I think paranormal train. I had forgot about the paranormal train until you said something. Yeah. Did you I really? Oh, it. wow. Yeah, I remember I had started, um, I, I created uh, on Canva or whatever, a little logo of it, and then you improved on it, and you had a, an actual logo of the paranormal train. It looked really, it was like a spooky I remember. train. It's, it was it's really on cool. this computer sitting yeah. on the floor right here. It's, it's nice. in, on that hard drive somewhere. I, I don't know. Yeah. Had 666 cool. on it or something. Yep, something like that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that part. Yeah. Wow. It's nice reminiscing with you. The, the listeners are probably like, what are they going on about? But <laughs> Well, this is the second podcast I've been on this year. <laughs> is Angel it really? had me on his podcast for a while. Nice. And um, then I forget who it was. Somebody was trying to talk me into doing podcasts again for a while. And I, did, I think it was Brian. Mm -hmm. Bowden? Yeah. I'm trying to talk me into doing podcasts. You know. I, think, I think you were going to start up again and then you decided not to. It just didn't, it didn't work. Hmm. You know, either you got it in you or you don't, you know, so yeah. if you don't care about it anymore, then don't do it. And I don't care about it anymore. Uh, Jim Mallard, our, our buddy, uh, when I first started the show, he said, if you get more than five episodes in, you know, you're going to keep at it. And until you're not having any fun anymore, keep doing it. Whom I have not and heard I've from in years either. I haven't oh. heard from Ducky in years. Well, Oh, wow. Yeah, I still duck into the pond every once in a while if I'm not working. Because a lot of times I'm working Tuesday night, yeah. so. Yeah, but he's still kicking. Still quacking. Still quack, quack. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't just do paranormal anymore. He does pretty much anything that he finds interesting. So it could be uh, talking to some ambassador to some country. Um, could be a celebrity, an author, like any, anybody, like what, whatever he thinks is interesting, he'll have on his show and it works. Cool. Yeah. I'll have to get him in touch with you again. If he wants to, I don't know. I don't know that I'm up to doing a, a, a lot of podcasts. So my publisher wants me to do a lot of podcasts. To get the books yeah, out. Yeah. You know, you know, um, I, I'm under the... Uh, the assumption that money talks bullshit walks, so I need to pay for my advertising <laughs> and spots and not worry about the podcast thing too often because, you know, you know, don't get me wrong. I appreciate everybody that's out there listening to me right now, but I know there's only like one of you that's going to even bother to look me up. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh, maybe you'll be surprised. <laughs> I have some pretty good listeners. <laughs> well, I do know they won't be bored if they're into that kind of thing. If You're definitely not a boring person. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I don't want to be boring. Any other so, parent? Any other paranormal things you no, want to talk about? No, I got about? nothing really to talk about paranormal anymore. I uh, said so I okay. might be doing something for Halloween, but I yeah. don't know. You know, um, the grandkid is at that age where if she does go trick or treating, I'm not going to be going with her because you know I'm I'm an old guy, and I'm yeah. go, I'm gross. <laughs> I'm an old guy, and. Uh, you know, she's that fourteen-year-old teenager that has to be with her friends and doesn't want anything to do with yeah. anybody else that's not over the age of under the age of eighteen. So, you know yeah. how children it's, are. It's tough. Oh yes, I remember the first year my kids went trick or treating without me. I I cried after they left the door. You know, left the house. It's like they're going with their friends, and well, I'm not with I them. remember the first year I I went trick or treating with Willow. And I had, it started pouring down rain, and well, it wasn't the first year, I think it was the second year, but it started pouring down rain, and I ended up having to pick her up in my arms, and we went trick-or-treating that way for a couple of times until I couldn't deal with it anymore, and then we went home. But, and, yeah, and it was cold, you know, that October cold, rainy, windy shit. Yep. So. I remember. I remember when I was a kid, I used to have to put a snowsuit over my, my uh, Halloween costume, which I hated because I loved my costume and I had to cover it up. And now we were talking earlier. Um, it was like 94 degrees just yesterday. Yeah. And it's just like, that's like, where's the snow? Well, we're, <laughs> what we're the not, hell? we don't see snow down here at Halloween. At least we haven't in 40 years. But, um, Usually it's cold and it's raining. That's the normal for Halloween. So adds to the creep factor. Eh. A cold, drizzly night. <laughs> A cold, drizzly night. <laughs> well, my friend, before we sign off, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find your books and where they can find you? Well, basically, you can find me anywhere I want to be. But, <laughs> okay. Which you, is? <laughs> you can find me on Facebook. Um, just look up Paul Eisen, I-E-S-O-N. That's how you spell my last name. Or you can look me up on Amazon um, by my name. My author name is Paul Eisen. And um, you can find my books there. Right now, um it's supposed to be out in paperback to, uh, this week, but it's not there yet, so it's still on uh, just on Kindle, and it's only three ninety nine, or it's free with that Kindle book deal thingy, whatever you got there. Yeah. And uh, but I will, I have uh, another book coming out the next month or so, and uh, so you can find me on Facebook or on Amazon. I don't do good. Instagram is kind of touchy because I'd never get on Instagram. And I don't do Twitter or anything like that. You know, so. Okay. Cool. And you folks already know what I'm going to say. I'll be adding the links in the show notes so it'll be easier to find Paul and uh, where to find his books. <laughs> 
<laughs> he just stuck his tongue out. You can't see that, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, still the sassy old bu- yeah, bugger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well. Well, thank you so much, Paul. I really, uh, it was great catching well, up. Oh, it was. We we have to, we have to not wait so long. Right. You gotta stop acting like you're, you're, you're uh, too busy for me anymore. Oh, <laughs> message <Ooh>. me anytime. <laughs> yeah. Well, not in the All middle right, of the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when Still I come saucy. Over and sit on my lap for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, Paul. You yeah, take you care. Right, I'll see you. Bye. Well, we've made it to the end of another episode. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, take care of each other. And if you'd like to be on the show or have questions and comments, just drop me an email, paranormalheart13 at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Paranormal Heart would like to extend a special thank you to PurplePlanet.com for supplying the music for the show. The views and opinions expressed on Paranormal Heart are those of the host and participants. 